Womandla on cliffcentral.com. Yep, it is Woman. It's seven minutes past ten. Or any time that you're listening to it, because we're on Cliff Central and we're not just about listening live. We give you the choice to listen whenever you want to listen. I'm Pumi Masheho. And so if you're not if you're listening to this thing live today is the day before Youth Day. And it's one of those things. Youth Day is one of those things that in South Africa, for for us, it is every year, Youth Month, June is a big, big thing. And I thought, hey, I'm going to start the show with a Steve Biko quote. Everybody's favorite. I write what I like. Um, and I think we've put together a really nice little um, show that is self-reflective it's 40 years this year 40 years this year since that fateful fateful day in 1976 what does that really mean it means that if you were 16 years old then you're 56 this year if you if Hector Peterson had never been killed he'd be 48 this year so it has been a really long time but it's still very fresh in our minds and very fresh in our memories um I think that the Steve Biko quote that I'm sharing with you is one that resonates very deeply with me. Um, And he wrote, it becomes more necessary to see the truth as it is. If you realize that the only vehicle for change are these people who have lost their personality. The first step, therefore, is to make the black man come to himself to pump back life into his empty shell to infuse him with pride and dignity. Hmm, pride and dignity. And I think it probably resonates so much more today in 2016 in South Africa because this is the thing that we're always talking about. We're, we're grappling with this more than ever in the history of the new South Africa in parenthesis. But the issues of image and reflecting awesomeness to awesome blackness to young people children is one that always rears its ugly head here in South Africa. Mothers can't seem to even find dolls that are beautiful and black and let them not get started on that famous, famous other fashion doll that's almost 60 years old that every girl must have. I have my own stories of wanting that doll very, very much. And also growing up at a time when every doll was white, baby dolls, every doll you ever played with was white. So if you're a mother to a young girl and you're looking to give her more than just the run of the mill, what's out there on the shelves, look no further because the fabulous Marleville range of fashion dolls, which are actually homegrown right here in Cape Town, can be your salvation. Marla Bryan is the creator and owner of the brand. And I caught up with her yesterday because she was out here in Johannesburg. She's based in Cape Town, um, but she was up here and hopefully in the next couple of months, we will see these dolls coming to Johannesburg Two. This is my interview that I had with her. A few short chats. Black fashion dolls. Awesome black fashion dolls. Thank Welcome you. and thank you so much for taking the time out of like running around. And I hope you, you did all the deals that you were out here to do out in Joburg. But I must tell you that when I got the, 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 um, the press release, I was so excited. I was so excited because I love dolls. <laughs> oh, you're just like me then. I'm a doll collector. Are you a doll collector? Yes, that's what started the obsession. <laughs> Tell me about that. So you are very beautiful. Are you, do you have a doll that's like made like you? So we have a Marla doll, yes. Um, I am a, a fashion model. 
That is my that is my number one job model, and um, I would say number two would be um, doll designer and creator. Doll designer, and cre- so you're not all legs. When I walked in, the first thing I saw <laughs> those gorgeous legs. So now it all makes sense. You also are model. Jeez. I don't know, girl. I don't think I like you so much you're anymore. You're making me blush now. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, only on Womanla and on Cliff Central, black girls that blush. So Marleville, tell me how how did you get how does a black girl like you get like going with doll collecting? Um well um I grew up in the Caribbean island of Saint Lucia and um I was sort of like an only child growing up in the house and I had my dolls to keep me company. They were all Barbies. I'm still obsessed with them. They were all white. I didn't have a problem with that growing up. Um but when I I'm got around like age 18. I felt um, something was missing. Like I used to dream of this little girl crying to come out to play. And I just felt like, well, you know, maybe it's the little girl in me wanting to come out to play. And what it is that I love doing as a little girl was playing with dolls. So I started collecting dolls again. And um, I stopped and I started about seven years ago. And in my search, I developed and created Marleville. So Marleville is like, you know, what I call my imagination. That's my creative space. I love creating things. I make jewelry. I make wigs. I do all sorts of things. I sew. Um, do you sew all these outfits? They are so cute. I'm Thank looking you. at these. I'm like, <laughs> we were at the Cosmo Jeans show. So they all had to have their denim outfits. That's what happened. That's why they're all wearing <laughs> denim right now. <laughs> They had to represent. Oh, wow. <laughs> so is Marleville only the dolls for now? Is it growing into like a whole? Is it going to be in the same way that Mattel created an entire existence for their flagship doll Ooh. who shall go unnamed? Yes. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Marleville, actually now I've actually made a line of kids clothing and um, that, yeah, and you have like the dolly clothing um, that goes with it. And I do, I make a few adult clothing as well but I'm not going to put that under the Malaville brand I'm going to keep Malaville for um, for the children So how long has Malaville been alive? Uh, six months Wow <laughs> We're a baby We're a baby it is, It's amazing So you're, you're based here in South Africa Yes, in Cape Town In Cape Town Yes And how do people get hold of Mala Toys? Um, so we have um, two restaurants Carney um, on Cliff Street And Carney um, Kiram Street um, And um, my website www.malavilletoys.com So you can go on there And shoot us a message And um, email addresses are all on there So if you're in Cape Town And you're lost you can always come through the showroom because we have a little showroom as well. I'm Queen Victoria 54. And just come by. So that's a new business that is nothing like what you do in your everyday life. What has that journey been like? Um, it's been amazing. It's uh, my, With my modeling career, I had um, a very difficult time as um, a black girl with natural hair. And um, I had to relax my hair to be accepted Um uh, in, um, by clients to be able to work and to be able to actually make money and a living. And I, at some point, like a couple of years later, I cut the hair off again and it didn't work. They weren't ready for the natural hair movement that was had, that was happening overseas. And at the time I was already based here in Cape Town. And, uh, so I relaxed again and, all that time with my dolls, I was searching for dolls with natural hair. Not just, not for me, but for my collection. 
because I have a little dolly world. And I realized that um, a lot of parents must be going through the same problem with their children with natural hair. And um, and so then I just took it upon myself to give it a shot. You know, why don't I make, you know, beautiful brown tone dolls with natural hair and brown eyes. That was very important and to me. And brown eyes. Yes, that was actually very, very important because a lot of us don't even realize that a lot of... um she shall who shall go unnamed <laughs> I, um, a lot of you know unrealistic um, eye colors and things like that and um, for me as an adult you know I'm grown I can do what it is that I want but I just just started thinking like as a child you know how would that affect me and in this day and age children are different children are very aware of what it is that they, you know the skin that they're in and, and who they are and who they are yes before I'm not saying that we didn't know before but nowadays parents are teaching their kids a lot more we didn't care about it as much we did not. back then. No, hey. we didn't. As fun, it's weird. And now, for some reason, you know, they know, they know so much. And I just felt like it was needed now, you know, to come out where they can have a doll um, to represent them. You know, beautiful, not much makeup, um, but just the most important was the hair texture. Like you get this beautiful. Kinky, rough, they call it rough texture, but it's beautiful. Tell me where you make the dolls made. Because when I first read about it and I, and I thought to myself, how does one even start <laughs> like making a doll? Where do you go? Do you have to go to China yep. and buy like batch made dolls? And do they, will they like meet with you? And will the dolls have, and will the, will it have a nose? Will it have a button nose? Will it will it just be dipped in like <laughs> coloring? Yeah. So tell me about the process of getting the doll itself made. Well, you got fifty percent of it correct. Um, I went to China. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I went to China. Um, I got my manufacturer. So basically, um, they're called fashion dolls, and that's like the fashion doll mold. It's like eleven and a half inches, and most fashion dolls you will get um are the same size, and um. Then I had to come up with the formula for the colors that it is that I wanted. And then I had to get the hair texture, the hair color. That was all my um, combinations, um, the eye colors that I wanted as well. So what does that look like? Do you, do you sit in an <laughs> office? Do you sit in an office with the little Chinese guy <laughs> with the computer? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. And, and draw the eye shape that I want and where I want the speckle in the eye because, because I, um, I pay a lot of attention to detail. Um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, because it, it shows you like, you know, then the, you have, then the doll looks like, you know, it has an emotion and it needs to be beautiful emotion. <laughs> So how are you talking to the Chinese guy? Do you have like oh your my own God, translator? You have no, idea. Yeah. no, it's it's weird because I actually have my how I speak English. But oh my God, sometimes I look at the way I write emails, and I'm embarrassed to share it with my friends <laughs> because they're like, "Okay, Marla, who wrote this?" I'm like, "It's me," but that's me speaking English to Chinese people. It's, it's yeah, it's quite interesting. It, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of back and forth. It's months. So when you say that Marlaville has been alive for six months, it's actually been alive for a lot longer because that's only yeah. when the doll got to the shop. Yes. What was the process? How long was the process before? Seven months. Okay, that's, so that's from concept. Um. Okay, from concept, let's say about thirteen years. Wow. Yeah, I sat on I sat on it because there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear because a lot of people that I spoke to um, t 
told me that, you know, you, I'm going to be competing against XYZ. And it, it, it did put a lot of fear in me. And, um, and How then did after, you get over that fear? It, because I saw the need for it. And I saw there were quite a few companies that came out, but they were not reaching this because I'm an adult collector. So I know what other adult collectors want and what they're looking for. And, and I love quality and I love, you know, the toys need to be safe. And I know a lot of people don't go through that process. It's some people do just go to China, buy a batch of dolls and come back and repackage it and package them and sell them. And they would sell because there's a need for black dolls. But for me, it's like, um, first of all, we don't come in one skin tone and we do not come in just one texture. Hala. So, <laughs> so it's like, okay, um, we need to, you know, we need to differentiate. So they all have their own little personalities. They all have, you know, different skin tones. And I just want to, you know, just want to maintain that they have, I use the same face mold because, um, it would take, it would have taken a long time to create my second mold, which I actually have already. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it took three months. It took three months and it, t- it takes a lot of money as well that I just wasn't ready to spend at the time. Um, so now, you know, there was a little bit of profit that came in and I was just able to, you know, in- reinvest already quite early. Profit. Well done. Uh, yeah. quite. I mean, quite early, but uh, well, I can, uh, maybe I'm. <laughs> Did you finance it all yourself? Yes. Yeah, I have a back. I have a backer, but most of it, yeah. Do you have a backer or a blesser? <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> I, you know, when 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 you know, I I would. I, one of the things I say is like, you know, if you have a if you have a dream and you're very passionate about it, um, it's easy to sell it. It's easy to sell the idea and to get the help. But I'm the kind of person where I'm very scared of getting help because I'm always worried about what people will say. Um, so it was great to be able to get some help, but it was, it's also a great feeling to be able to do it yourself as well. Um, so that is why I had to, um, I had to compromise quite a lot of my design. Um, or I would say the launch that I wanted, like they all have the same face, but I'm like, it's okay because the next one, that means there's growth for Marleville and the other face. She's so beautiful. I'm going to show you a picture later. She's gorgeous. And, um, and also the next collection is going to be such a beautiful collection. Um, one I'm not going to show you because I don't, I'm, I would love to come back to tell you about her. You must come back to tell <laughs> yes. me about, and yeah. expanding to Jobuk. Um, I'm looking, I am looking, looking, looking for a place to have the dolls in Johannesburg because, um, it needs to be all over Africa and the dolls are here in, in South Africa and I don't just want them to, in Cape Town. Um, I actually want to do a lot of charity work with my, with my dolls. I would love them to be in the hands of a lot of, um, you know, the less fortunate children who are not able to afford dolls. And, um, it would be great to have them have, you know, dolls that they can, um, relate to. So as an adult collector, you're willing to spend significantly more for your dolls. Um, But as a parent, and I say this as a parent to a boy who breaks everything, (laughs) everything. You buy any toy, three days in, he's taking it apart because he wants to see the inside. He's curious. curious. I've gotten over that. (laughs) But as a parent, you're very cognizant of what you're spending and also because... The guys outgrow it. You know, the kids outgrow the dolls. And on very special occasions, will they have an attachment so deep and profound that that doll lasts an entire childhood? So what do you retail your dolls at? Right now, they're currently being retailed at 300 rand. That's Um, a good price. It is a very good price, but it's going to go up because I 
did not do my calculating properly. Oh, no. I know. Um, I will um try to have one or two that stays at that price. Um, but I've been in meetings um the past couple of days, just discussing that because it's I my belief is that a lot of parents need to have access to reasonably priced black dolls, and um I don't like the fact that sometimes when black dolls are in the market they're usually more expensive. Here, here, and um, that makes me very uncomfortable, and, and I do not want to be, you know, another one that comes in to do that. So I'm working very, very, very hard to try to um, keep keep that price um, down, but also because of the because like the hair alone costs more. Um, the the um, I don't know if you you feel the doll and you it's know, heavy. She's I heavy know, and the quality like, and the testing and to make just sure, this, so yeah. this is not even just the joints. Yeah, when I saw the doll and and being a person who played a lot with dolls for a very long time, when I saw the joints, <laughs> I was like, this is not going to fall apart yeah. very quickly. the The texture of the plastic yeah. is quite, you know, solid. It's, it's it's a solid plastic, yeah. so it's not one of those hollow dolls. Yeah, exactly, you, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That you She's find heavy. in the hood where we grow up. Yeah, if, and and just. Everything about it. It's yeah. like so. When you said three hundred rands, it sounds to me like a reasonable price. Yeah. I remember begging my mother when <laughs> when I was eight or ten, begging my mother for a doll and a particular <laughs> doll. <laughs> and I remember that it it probably cost about that much money even then. Then, yeah, you know. So I can imagine what it costs now. I it's, haven't it, looked at it, it. Costs a lot more, and really and truly, I am on the losing end uh, as of now. Um, so when I spoke about profits earlier, because mm. you know it's for me, okay, I make money, you know, in you know other places. So I'm, I'm investing in a dream, and that's just how I see it. Um, and the dream is just more than just having dolls on a shelf. I just I need people to have them. I need the right people to have them. I need them to be in the hands of you know children who will, who will not have um, self hate issues and who will not, not love their you know brown dark skin and their kinky curly hair because people say it doesn't look good you know i want them to look at this beautiful doll that i created and for one second actually actually i've I've done well and they, they're so beautiful and i would love the children to look at these dolls and see how you know like how that they can relate to it and see that you know i'm beautiful just like that doll Tell me how you chose South Africa. Oh, South Africa. Um, South Africa chose me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my agent sent me here. Um, my agent sent me here nine years ago to build my book. So basically, South Africa is a great place for um, models of color to come to build their books. And I did very well here. And um, I just started coming back, you know, over and over because um, I got just um, very good reception here. And um and Cape Town especially Cape Town's beautiful and um as a as a, a black model it's very very hard for us out there and here it, it was a little easier and it's just I think I had just gotten to the point where I was I wasn't retiring but I was kind of like oh god do I really want to be fighting all the time it's like you know when I was in New York it's almost every morning your agent would be like well you know it's kind of hard for black girls and to hear that like three times a week gets tiring and um it was it was just great to be in a place where you just didn't have to hear that too often and so i just i'm so based i'm in miami um also miami because i have a bit of booze (laughs) (laughs) 
I, you know, I'm I not. I can't tell under that I jacket. Know. It's cold. Johannesburg cold. is so, my God, it's freezing here. I hope you take your, your cold, <laughs> rainy weather with you when you get on that flight to go to Cape Town. It is fine. We will take it and we will turn it into beautiful sunshine. <laughs> Sorry I couldn't bring the sun up with us. <laughs> and, um, and it's, you know, as a model, you have to travel places where you're accepted. And that you don't have to fight. And Cape Town just became one of the places that, um, that, and I'm, I'm very, I'm just so always inspired. And it's just a very inspiring place. And when I'm there, I just feel so creative. There's just a lot of stuff and a lot of creative juices flowing in Cape Town. So it just, it just, it was just, it was just good to just be there. And back home in St. Lucia? St. Lucia. Oh my God. Um, oh, my heart. Um, St. Lucia. I go home. I was just home in February, March. I'm going to go home in a couple of weeks. I go mm-hmm. home at least three or four times. You here. still have lots of family there. Lots of family there. My mom lives on another island, St. Martin, um, where I used to live as well. Um, Has your mom seen the dolls? Yes. And? <laughs> she, my mom is more proud of the dolls than my modeling career. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah. She, why? Have I you ever know. asked her why? Um, she says, well, God, that's another mommy issue. <laughs> you know, we all have them. And all dolls. <laughs> Deep down, and all dolls about mommy issues. <laughs> that is so true. That's not what we're trying um, to resolve. But you know, she, um, my mom is the one that helped me with my, um, my obsession with my dolls. Cause my, yeah, she's the one that bought all my dolls for me. And, um, but it could be because she saw, you know, how much I love them and her being away because, um, I was raised by my dad and my, and his parents and well, my mom's parents as well, but it was a back and forth thing. Um, but she just, um, she just spoiled me with dolls. So it's her fault. (laughs) It's her fault that I love dolls. So when the dolls came out, it was just, oh my God. I think also she felt like she had her baby girl again. That's the feeling that I'm getting. I don't know. I might be saying me meaning it, seeing it wrong, but I just think she was just happy to know that her little girl is playing with dolls again. And she already said that she can see that will be the closest thing she's going to get to grandchildren. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you if you're busy playing with the dolls. <laughs> I when know. is the mummy bug going to hit? I oh, know the mummy it bug. Always hits. Bugs. You know, the mummy bug. <laughs> Fucks your modeling career, right? <laughs> it comes and it goes. Are you allowed to say that? I'm allowed to say whatever. This oh, is Cliff Central. Oh my God. Dang it. I could have said something ever since, but no. Um, so, um, it's, it come, you know, it come and goes, come and goes, but, um, it's like, you know, the dolls and the dolls have to be taken care of and the company has to be taken care of. And it is something that I just, I'm, I'm in love. I'm in love with my dolls, like so much. Like sometimes I just, I have to take a step back and be like, really, Mala? And there is plastic, seriously. <laughs> Mala, but tell me, on the journey, also as an entrepreneur, um, the journey of being an entrepreneur is one that has a lot of self-discovery. Um, and you've chosen something that's particularly um, poignant in that it, it not only talks about the childhood that you've had or wanted to have or want to relive, but also the childhood that you would like other young girls like yourself to have. In this journey over the past 13 years, what have you learned most deeply about yourself in the process? Um, I would say um, it has really cemented the fact that um, what you visualize materialize. Um, Where the dolls were 
a vision and they're now here. But also I use the dolls to help me visualize anything that I want in my life, actually. So I would say, okay, this is my Mala doll and my Mala doll, you're going to do this. And I do it, everything in small scale. So when I see her with it, you know, the vision, it's almost like having a vision board. Wow. But it's like I'm playing with it. So that is that is one of the things that I would say um, the that journey actually helped me with. And also it made me realize how much love I have in my heart. Because there are times when you think that, oh God, you can, I can be so cold. But there are t- sometimes when I look at the dolls, I just cry because, you know, I just know there's just so much more that, and there's so much that they will do. They will, they, they are going to change lives. And I'm hoping that, you know, we can do that very, very soon. But um, I get emails from parents and the reactions that I see from the children and everything. Um, it's, it's, they're working, they're working their magic, black girl magic, black girl magic, <laughs> hashtag it's, it's out there. Yeah, it's working. And one last question before I let you go, because I really don't want you to miss your flight, especially since you promised to take the bad weather with you. <laughs> and I promise to come back. Please, you please, you, you have to come back. Is You spoke about the fear that stopped you for a long time. Are you still scared? Um, sometimes. Um, sometimes I wake up at like 4 a.m., like just shaking for no reason. But I know it's because of that. Um, but, um, honestly, no, no, no. Cause, um, I just, I, I tell myself in one of the things like, you know, I'm a very strong and powerful and persistent woman and I just maintain that and I feel it. It's called Womandla. Say it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm called Womandla. I'm telling cold you. Called <laughs> I have to get my clicking thing going. <laughs> Mala, you're beautiful. Thank you very much. And you're this is amazing. an incredible job that you're doing. I'm you. so glad you found the time for me. I'm so happy. And I think you're going to do amazing things with these dolls too. Thank you very much. And with your help, I know I can. I want to see you here again with the new face. Oh my God, you're going to die when you see them. You're going like, to be floored. I promise you. Oh, Love it, love it, love it. And not only am I happy to report that she did take the bad weather with her yesterday, but that new face is amazing. She showed it to us before she left. That was the beautiful Marla Bryan uh, talking about the awesome dolls that she makes, um, Marlaville. And short break, and then we're going to talk about reading to our kids and speaking vernacular and reading vernacular stories or mother tongue stories. I am a South African. I carry the hopes and dreams of my country and the generations to come. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanye, we believe the future of our country will be defined by our actions today which is why we are committed to the development of our leaders. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za Today, an alien ship attacked Earth. Should we be nervous? Um, yeah. Let's show them Earth is not for the taking. Because I guess they didn't get the message the first time. Definitely bigger than the last one. In 
Cinemas 24 June. Experience Independence Day Resurgence in Stair IMAX 3D and at New Metro in Scene Extreme and 4DX. This is CliffCentral.com. So on the line, I've got Mr. Lucky Sitole from... Oh, I've got so many things happening here at the same time. From Nalibali, which I discovered about a year ago on a billboard, driving a Soweto, as I often do, going to see my grandmother. I see this big billboard and it says Nalibali. First, I'm like, oh, what is that? Nalibali, this is crazy. But, you know, we know the statistics about South Africa and children and reading, and we know how good that it it is to read to our children, even though we don't have the time, even though we, we try so hard and probably don't do as much as we should be doing. Um, but one of the things that is also very important for me is just speaking the mother tongue, speaking our vernacular languages to our children and getting them to learn our vernacular languages through my journey with Ganeho. I've, I've come to learn that children don't learn language from their parents. They learn language from everything around them. They learn language from the people that they speak to every day. They learn language from what you expose them to. So how excited I was to to discover this website, to discover all the different things that they've got on there. And they also distribute. I don't buy newspapers. I've got to say I don't buy newspapers, so I don't see the material that they distribute in the newspapers. But the website is amazing. And I was particularly overjoyed when, like you said, he'll speak to me this morning. Good morning, Lucky, and thank you for reshuffling your life to chat with me. Thank you very much, Pumi. It's a pleasure. (laughs) I do love the site. And when I was speaking to you earlier, I told you about all of the little things that I think it adds. But tell me the story of where it started. Where does this organization come from? It's Um, two years old, right? Sorry? Is it two years old? Yes, we're four years old. We just recently actually just celebrated our four-year anniversary on the 1st of July, which coincidentally happened to be uh, the start of Youth Month. Children's Day! Yes, so everything is, the stars are aligned. (laughs) The stars are aligned. So where did it start? Where did it all start, Nalibali? Um, Nalibali was a a need, basically, that arose from um, the the, the old organization, well, the the recent organization, it's still in existence, which is called PRISA. PRISA is um, uh, responsible for a multilingual society where they basically, um, um, they they put together materials for all languages and they translate. And um, their ethos, basically, is to make sure that everybody can get material to read in their own mother, um, mother tongue. So You've as got, an offshoot, yeah, sorry. As an as offshoot? An, as an offshoot, Nalibali was born because we realized that um, this could also bridge a gap in the youth where we could we could create, because most of the material that we do get as, as, as the youth is, is, is through school. So we have to learn because we're going to be assessed at a later stage. But then there's no culture of reading because you enjoy reading. So as an offshoot, Nalibali was born to say we have to actually make sure that children are reading from an early age to, to foster the habit of just reading for enjoyment. Look, reading for enjoyment is a thing, but also there are so many things that compete for children's attention. Definitely. It's not just TV, it's friends, it is it's PlayStation, it's phones, it's the internet. There's so many things that, in, that, that compete for the attention of children. So what would you suggest 
for parents who want to read with their kids who maybe are struggling to get that time? I know the statistic says if you read for 15 minutes with your child every day, yeah. 15 minutes every day, not what? a lot of parents have that kind of time. What else can parents do? What we found from is that everything that you just mentioned that is competing for the child's attention costs money. And there are a lot of things that, um, uh, unfortunately, there's, there are a lot of uh, South African parents who can't afford to buy those, those expensive gifts or those expensive phones for their children. And there's one thing, going back to basics, that you could always do with your child, which is reading. And you could read with your child in the kitchen while you're cooking. They could read the, 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 the recipe for you as you're going along cooking. You could teach them. There's, a lot of time that you can spend your children reading. There's a lot of activity that we do in the house that requires them to read to you or you to read to them. So it doesn't cost money. It doesn't actually really take a lot of time. You can always do it in bouts of, of three minutes or three, uh, three seconds. It just also means that you're spending a lot of time with your child because we, we, we're in a culture of where we send our children away for other people to then tend to them. And when they come back, we still feel that there's, there's some regimented routine. Whereas if you are reading to your child for enjoyment, it becomes a habit for them, and it helps them in the long run when they grow older, they go to high school. It's a culture that they've, they've grown up with. When they go to varsity, it becomes something easy. You, you read to learn and learn to read. And, you know, a lot of parents themselves don't find reading a very pleasurable experience. You know, some parents haven't read since they left varsity or high yeah. school or whatever. And because it's just one of those things, you know, reading is also just yeah. one of those things that you, you get into early on. The materials that you have on your site. So you've got stories that yeah. are actually read for the kids and you've got play, sto- play stories. Is that what it's called? Play stories yeah. on the site. Yeah. How, how can a person be using? So the website is nalibali. Um, yes. dot org. Dot org. Not dot co.za, dot no, org, dot girls. Org. Um, how, how can you optimally use the, the materials on the site to grow the love of stories for your children? Um, that's a great question uh, for me. There's also, um, uh, there's also an extensive network of literacy mentors that we've got in seven provinces. We've got an extensive network also in Gauteng and the Western Cape. Uh, we're launching soon in uh, Bloemfontein. We've, we've also got Belcom, but we're launching extensively in Bloemfontein and KZN. The, the website will equip you, but there's also a human being in your area that you can get in touch with who's our literacy mentor to say to them, listen, I would like some assistance. This is what my life looks like. This is what I'd like to do, or this is what I'd like to get into the habit of doing. So those literacy mentors are, are, are a reading club away. And also what another thing that um, the Africans don't realize is that we do have people that are already doing this. You don't necessarily need to start a reading club or you need to then do what the others are doing. How does, Match- one, how does one find it? How do you Because fi- I didn't even know there were reading clubs and I was just on the website looking through all the stuff. So how does one find the reading clubs and get connected into a reading club or plugged into it? Um, if you call our call center, um, the number is zero two one one eight zero four zero eight zero. Like you know that number, ne? When I saw it, I wondered, Uguti, is there a digit missing here? Please read it again. It's zero two one one eight zero four zero eight zero. The reason why we put it that way is easier to memorize. You can actually sing it. 
Because everything that we do is for memory. Are you going to sing it? Are you going to sing it for us right now? Not today. Not today. I can't believe you. Can't believe. This is your moment. You could be discovered out here. I know, right? <laughs> um, so w- w- what we do is we, we've got a call center, we've got a website, we've got a literacy men- mentor. We've got you covered in, in, in all aspects if you really, really want to, to either find out how do I get my child engaged. How you find out about our reading club is through our, uh, our website, or you can find out a literacy mentor in your area, and they will tell you if there's a person already activated as a, as a, as a, with a reading club that you can either take your child to where you can volunteer because we've just recently launched a program called the Funda Leader Program. Tell me we about find, Funda Leaders. We, we find there are a lot of people uh, who would like to get involved. They don't have the time or it's a, it's a mixture of, of issues that they have or they don't have the space to, do, uh, to get involved. The Funda Leader Program is to bridge that problem where we now have, we've got all these people that are interested. We're saying, what can you do? So the person comes and says, well, I can provide a snack because my company provides these things. I can always provide a snack for the reading club. That's volunteerism. Somebody might come and say, I've got a space in my garage. You can bring the kids every Saturday from 1 to 2. That's volunteering to be a funder leader. Some people might say that I've got books that I'd like to donate. I work with Everyone can be a funder leader. There's always something you could do to get involved, not necessarily having to start a a, a reading club that will take up a lot of your time. And also one thing we must note is that half these activities are not hour-long activities. If you want to engage the children for an hour, that's great. But you must also realize that the concentration span of a child is very limited. So one hour. Unless yeah, you so are do moving. activities that will stay memorable and leave them wanting more. So these are also techniques that we've got on our website. These are techniques that our funder leaders will, will then will impart to you. And you can also get training if you sign up as a funder leader to then be able to then learn these techniques and learn the basics of how to then get involved without necessarily putting yourself out with time because I know time is a very valuable commodity. Like at the, at, at the risk of exposing myself in my age, <laughs> when I was little, we used to listen, and I, I, I was actually talking about this a couple of days ago with, with this guy that I work with, I, we used to listen with my grandmother to stories on the radio. So yeah. Radio Zulu at the time would have kind of mid-morning. Yeah. It, it would have these stories and it would be la 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 and when I heard that, the audio stories yeah. that you've got on the site, I was just like, wow! <laughs> so amazing. It basically takes you back as an, as, as an, as an adult. Completely took those me Those are back. treasured memories. Those are treasured memories. I remember them at the risk of exposing my age. <laughs> I remember them very well. <laughs> so um, we've got audio stories that are, are available for, for parents that don't necessarily have the time to listen to them at the time that we broadcast them. We have a partnership with FABC Radio where you can... Where we Do you? Start. Yes. Do where you? When? All, when? Tell me immediately right now. Well, you know? FABC, all the 13 radio stations broadcast our, 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 our stories. We, we, we've, we've got an extensive uh, relationship with them where they broadcast our stories. Unfortunately, I don't have the, the different ones because they all have different schedules. But um, I could get that information to you. It's also available on our website. It will tell you when the story will be broadcast on your registration. So you can check on the audio stories, which you can also download for your children to listen to. That, I mean, that is an activity. It doesn't need to be reading. It's storytelling, telling, reading, 
and listening to some of our stories. That's what we say. Lucky, I'm going to offline this conversation because I do want us. I want us to do something with you on these stories. I love the fact that at the moment you've got six languages. You've got Afrikaans, English, Zulu, Kosan, Sesotho, and Sipedi. Are you yes. going to expand to all 11 languages, or is that your capacity right now? With, it, with, with the help of Christ, that's the one thing that we do. We constantly, if we find it as a need, if we find that there's an attention, there's a, there's a request for us to then extend, because you, you must understand that it costs quite a lot for us to then translate, print, and distribute, or if there's a need for um, a, a, in an area. Now that we're expanding to KwaZulu-Natal, to Bloomington to all the other regions with our network and the funding that we're receiving, it is quite important that we cover all 11 languages because there's a need. Our, our, our campaign is not limited to, to only the 11 languages, by the way. We also cover other languages. If it means that we're needed in Mozambique, that's where we'll go. If it means we translate in Portuguese, that's where we go. But obviously, if we've got the funding, that's something that will happen. Oh, my goodness. This is so exciting. This is absolutely so exciting. I think you're a perfect candidate to be a Funda leader. So feel <laughs> free to log into our website and sign yourself up. I, you know, because one of the things that as I was listening to the stories and kind of thinking about all of the awesome things that I could do with my son, I also thought... Look, selfishly, I want I want to do the Zulu stuff because of mother tongue. I'm not going to get started about the yeah. mother tongue conversation here. That's a whole other discussion for a whole other day. Sure. But I thought how amazing this would be also for children who speak other mother tongues learning a particular language. So in my son's class, for instance, they are learning Zulu and have been, I don't know, for however long. Yeah. Um, how magnificent it would be to have all of those boys l- learning through these portals. I'm totally sharing it on the mother's WhatsApp group. <laughs> well, I, I think it's, being a Funda leader is exactly that. And you saying exactly what you've just said now is that's being a Funda leader, starting a WhatsApp group, saying to the mothers, listen, I've got material for the kids to read. Can we just dedicate 30 seconds of our time every day? Let them discuss the story at, at school at some point. Let them. It's not a testing. It's reading for enjoyment. Mm. Kids constantly need to be enjoying themselves because you're fostering a habit of reading because you want to, not because you're going to be tested. They get a lot of that at school. So let them then choose for themselves that on a trip away, when you're going on holiday, I'll take some books. I don't want to be watching a movie. When you wait, when you're going to the shop, do you want to take your books with you? I'm going to do grocery shopping. Those mm-hmm. are the sort of things that we saying. A lot of us other parents are doing that, but obviously it, it, it shouldn't be seen as something that is elitist. We've got material. <laughs> We've got supplements that we send out to everyone. Elitist, so, I love it. Yes, everyone can do it. Every, anyone can be a Funda leader, really. Lucky, if listening to the show today, remind us again, what is the website? How do people get in contact with you and find out where you are in their area? Are you only, you know, because when I was looking at your statistics and, and, like I said to you, when I saw the billboard, I saw it in middle yeah. lens. I'm driving in the hood. I'm just like, oh, Nali Ubali, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. So this is aimed at me, black person, you know, because yeah. it's in the township. But I'm thinking, actually, this shouldn't be aimed at a particular group of people. It should be aimed at all South Africans. Definitely. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation, because I think all South Africans can benefit from learning each other's languages and knowing about each other. So tell me how you source the stories. We, we, we still work with Paisa. We work with uh, a lot of authors that, are in, uh, that, that write in different languages. We commission stories that, are according to the research we get from Paisa, 
the age groups and what the recent research on how children learn. Um, Price has a very strong um, um, uh, arm or um, assistance um, in, in how we, 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 then, we then go forward and how children learn because they do the research, we just implement on the ground as Nali Valley on what they've given us as research. So the, the mere fact that um, there are other languages out there that anyone should be reading, everyone should be reading in, is because of Parsa. Nali Valley then has taken it upon themselves, we've taken it upon ourselves to make sure that we've got material for people to read. So if you go into our website, which has a lot of information extensively, it's just been revamped. So we would like to also just get some feedback if people feel it's user-friendly. We feel it's user-friendly, but obviously we would like some feedback from the people it's intended for to tell us that they can get all the information that they want. I also I went, think it's very cute. <laughs> thank you. It, it's designed to then, to then it's, it's, it's for the parents, but obviously when the children then get, get to interact with it at, at, at that particular age, it still resonates with them. Mm. Wow. Um, our website is www.nalibali.org. Our call center, which you can also give us a missed call. We will call you back. Once the call center takes missed calls, I Yeah, so you can give us a missed call. It's 02-11-804080. 02-11-804080. Fantastic, Lucky. Thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with me. Thank you very much for calling us and congratulations on your book. I I really, I love, I love everything about it and I'm going to be spending a lot more time on here and it's, it's good luck. Thank you very much. Before we I look let forward you go, to, before we I look let forward you go. to signing up as a friend leader. All I can, all I can say I'm going to do is put it on the mummy's WhatsApp group. Okay. That's yes. what I'm willing to commit to at this moment. Thank you very much. That is being a friend leader. <laughs> putting me on the spot here what is the before i let you go what is the the big vision where is nalibali going to where you where where does this multilingualism everybody being able to read in their own languages reading for enjoyment becoming a habit with with the youth and the parents um um, as we head to father's day we're having we have we have events in 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 the national in the cities we've got an event in cape town we were working with pirates. Um, we, we, they read into the children. We, we're getting a lot of ambassadors. We want people to understand that reading for enjoyment is not. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you do need our supporters, Nali Bali, we are here for you. And um, we, we, we're going further than, than South Africa. We would like people to know that we've got the material they're looking for. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Jove, thank you very much for your time. It's an absolute thank pleasure. You very much for your time. And onwards and upwards to you. Thank you. Okay, thank goodbye. You. I couldn't let this day go without playing this one song. I was going to play Sarafina, then I thought, actually, I'm not going to play Sarafina. I'm going to play one song that I love very much off the Sarafina um, soundtrack because we gotta we got to remember. Also because I see G-Man, the ad man, on the other side, and I know his favorite thing. I mean, it's probably going to make his day now that I'm playing R&B, R&B for him. But this is James Ingram from the Sarafina soundtrack. I heard it's going to be on TV. Um, watch it one more time. Watch it with your kids. It is the part of the history of this beautiful land and have the conversation with your kids. Uh, I'm Pumi Mashekho and you have been listening to Woma. This is cliffcentral.com.